American and Iberian Art Zone podcast. My name is Patricia Caicedo, I'm in Barcelona, and our guest today is Dr. Lenine Santos, who is a tenor and a professor at the Universidade Federal do Rio de Janeiro, in Brazil, of course. Welcome, Dr. Santos. Thank you, Patricia. Hola, como estás? Muy bien. I'm here in Rio de Janeiro, as you said, and we are in summer, lots of light and sun and hot. I envy you because today is a very gray, cold day in Barcelona. So I would like to be I in, in Rio. And I, I envy you too because I love cold. You are like a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> but today for our guests who are listening to us so there is a little bit of mystery for all of us today with the the subject of this talk because I don't I don't know what is the subject we will address today what are we talking about because Dr. Lenine Santos is very mysterious and he said I will decide the subject and you will discover it when we start the program so Amigos, the mystery will be unveiled in one second. So, Dr. Santos, what are we talking about today? <laughs> it's not such a mystery. It's because I'd like the, the conversation to, to go naturally. I don't know. That's and, the goal of this. And, well, if you don't mind, um, I'd like to introduce a topic that interests me a lot. Uh, last month, you have written critical reviews for a magazine, uh, Ritmo. See, si? si. si. uh, it's the oldest classical music uh, magazine in Spain, founded in 1929 in Madrid. It's a very important review, uh, uh, magazine. And, and two of, of these articles you have written. Uh, were about singers singing concerts at the yeah. Palau de la Musica. Yes. It's the, the most important concert hall in Barcelona. Yeah. One of the most important in the world. Yeah. Uh, well, one of the concerts was by the Mexican tenor... Javier Camarena. See, uh, who, in addition to the repertoire uh, of lyrical singers, mainly tenors, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, such as uh, uh, Canzonette Napoletane and so on. He also included modern popular songs. Yes, um, Mexican a, a, a songs. Negro, for example. Yes. The Tarde di Giovedì, todo que es un hit. Yes. The other concert was that of the American mezzo-soprano Joyce Vidonato. Yes. And uh, it was a, a very bold program, as I saw. Uh, alongside opera arias and lead uh, and, and more traditional repertoire, she sang arrangements from the original repertoire of ancient areas. Ancient areas that we, we, we know usually with arrangements by Parisotti. Yes, the Parisotti arias that we all, yeah. all singers in the world learn, I mean, classical singers. Yeah, that is this composer from the, the 19th century. 19, final 19 to the early 20th century, yeah? But she sang different arrangements of these, these areas, these songs, which yeah. bring modern harmonies of popular music and jazz. 
Exactly. And and she also included songs by Duke Ellington and American and, standards. Yes, and from Edith Piaf's repertoire. Yes. Well, these are just two examples of an opening that I see that uh, is gradually happening, making a singer's repertoire more flexible and, mm -hmm. and making it have more, I don't know, a, a, perhaps a more intense dialogue with popular songs. Yes. Uh, not, not to mention, for example, singers like uh, uh, Nathalie Desset, who has recorded popular music album as a crossover singer. Or René Fleming, who is singing now musical yeah. theater. And, and uh, uh, Juan Diego Flores, who lately has finished all his recitals accompanying himself with his guitar. Singing folk Latin American songs. Yeah. So I'd like to know your opinion. If you think that there is a more intense break of this, uh, how do you say that, this boundaries between these repertoires. That's a ay, very interesting topic, Dr. Lenin Santos. Thank you for bringing this. Uh, yes, I think, I mean, there, there are, in my opinion, there are many factors who are contributing to this breaking of the barriers between the these uh, classifications of art song, folk song, and popular song that are actually artificial constructions made in the 19th century. Those boundaries didn't exist before, I mean, early 19th century, probably, when also the, the concept of folk music and art music was born. That didn't exist before. This is a modern con construction, it's a recent construction. That And this construction have kind of uh, put us in in spaces like confine us in a very limited spaces, especially to classical singers, uh, not allowing us to explore a very rich a pro and bigger repertoire that is the one that is formed by what is called folk and popular music, but mm -hmm. I'm not acknowledging that there are a there is communication between the walls of what we know as folk and popular music and the art music because they they nurture each other historically. But we don't learn that at conservatories. So people, the students at the music conservatories grow thinking that the only legitimate music is the music, the art music that they learn at the conservatory and the other all of the other music that is ignored and not part of the curriculum is not of the same value, which is in my opinion, a mistake. But I think one of the reasons is this fact that the historical fact that have classified and separate and divide these walls, the and this first reason brought to the curricula of conservatories and universities to be to not to ignore that repertoire so the students singers don't learn it so they don't know their performance practice or they don't even know the existence of the music composers repertoire etc. And um, there is another factor that is the decreased number in uh, the audiences of classical music around the world in the last 50, 60 years, probably. So we are entering in a crisis in the world of classical music. Our audiences are getting older and 
less and less people are interested interested in recitals that respond to the aesthetic models of 19th century more than the 21st century or the way we use our body we the the same uh, structure of the voice and piano just voice and piano there with no more um sometimes i'm missing the words in english no more um aids to because we are growing up now young people grow up and we are all growing up in a hyper stimulated environment audiovisual environment so this a uh, model of all 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 model of um, voice and piano recital is obsolete in this new environment so all these things i think are kind of contributing pushing singers to look for new ways to deliver their music but also to include new music that is closer to people to the the audiences that speaks to the audiences of today because it is in their languages in not only in languages the the language itself but the musical languages also the idiom, yeah the musical idiom. so all these things are contributing for to the singers to start expanding their their repertoire probably very well known singers as the ones we mentioned they are more adventurous because they can after being in very famous they can sing whatever they want and that's okay and probably the young singers or the people who are starting their careers they don't dare to do that because they still think that they have to be legitimated by the establishment of music mm-hmm. by singing the canon yeah well it's it's important to say that we are not being blind to the fact that uh, there are differences in the language uh, there are differences among the repertoire that is uh, a classical singer and a a, a, sing, a a classical song and a song that comes from popular Uh, rules and there are these differences but when you say that uh, singers uh, no, I, I, I say that because somebody that is not so informed can think that the, the only repertoire that comes from this this new generation or this this new countries and are the popular way ones and okay. that's not true well but probably the, the, pardon dr santos Lenine, i tell you probably those singers these ones that we are mentioning they don't know of the also of the existence of the art music repertoire that we have yeah, in our country that was what i was going to say that when you say that singers are looking for those singers that are famous are looking for a new new material to sing they uh, could sing art song from other countries, other languages, other, other idioms, other cultures that are not explored, like the German one, the French one, the Italian one. And they, they don't do that at the level that they are doing the popular songs. 
Yes, because they don't they are still under the prejudice uh, or the stereotypes that identifies for example Brazilian music with bossa nova or Colombian music with cumbia or mm. Mexican music with mariachi. Uh, so that is that is true, but it's very limited because it's just the scratch of the surface and the folk music, but there is a huge tradition of yeah. art song in those countries. And, and I notice, I don't know if you agree, that the dialogue with, and this flexibility happens, this, this look for including popular music uh, happens more intensely with singers from those countries where, where popular music is very powerful reality, culturally, culturally and, and, and economically speaking. For example, I don't see uh, leader German singers doing the same, or I don't know, England singers doing the same. They are mostly from America, from South America, from North America, from I don't know, countries where popular music is a, a very a strong reality. Yeah, because when you think in, in Joyce Di Donato, she was singing the what we call American standards. Mm -hmm. And those standards have become the canon, the new canon, kind of globally, because they provide from the power of our time, that is the United States, who imposed the aesthetic models in the same fashion that Germany and Italy of the 19th century imposed their aesthetic models because they were the centers of powers of that the time. Yeah, and that leads us to to another discussion that is about uh, performance practice, uh, about the the legitimacy which a singer can or not approach this or that repertoire, uh, and what technical and musical uh, tools does he need to use to perform it properly? Yes, to, to honor and to be accurate. Because in the okay. same fashion, we are taught to be accurate or have certain performance practice when we sing Schubert. There is a performance practice for when we sing a Brazilian popular song or Mexican popular song or Colombian popular song. I mean... The uh, folk and popular repertoires also have their performance practice that should be respected. Mm -hmm. um, but since within the minds of classical singers, there exists this, and not only classical singers, in general musicians uh, who have been training the conservatories and in, in the general population exists this con idea that probably is not said, but is kind of there that classical music is art music is better so since we are better we can impose our way of performing this music to the all other others music that are down yeah, it so, becomes a standard well, we can, if we sing it as as a classical singer does it is correct even if we are singing a folk music or a popular song but it, this is not because these other musics also they have their conventions and ways of performing that should be respected and learned. Yeah, uh, and, and that is also how this 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 appropriation 
by the, the, the classical singers uh, uh, is accepted by the audiences, yeah? Because the audiences are not one thing. They are different publics, di different, different uh, persons that are receiving that information and that has, they have uh, their, their prejudices, their information, their everything they are uh, uh, looking for at the theater and what they find. There are people that go to the, 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 the hall to, to hear a classical singer and they are waiting, waiting to hear uh, Schubert and Schumann and that way of leader or melody or art song. And they are scared when they see something new. They don't know how to where to put this. I remember when we sang a concert in, in Lisbon, mm -hmm. in, I don't know. Palacio Foz. See, see, a beautiful ah. hall. Beautiful palace. Uh, it was in 2011, I think. Wow. And I had uh, a couple of uh, English friends in, in, the, in, the, in the public. Don't you remember that? Uh, uh, they were there and they are used to go to theaters and listen to concerts. And they saw that program and listened to that music. And my friend asked me afterwards, without any kind of, of prejudice, she was honestly curious. Lenini, how can I classify this music? Is that... Is that art song? Is that popular song? Is that what she that? she wanted to put it in a in a place oh. that she didn't have it yet? So <laughs> and you know this happens. So we were singing, of course, Latin American and Iberian art songs in in Spanish, in Portuguese, and yeah. in Catalan. And it, this same thing happened to me when I was looking for a music agent. So I went to the agent and I said, what, what do you sing? So uh, of course, <laughs> I, I am trained as a classical singer. I can sing opera arias, etc. I'm not interested in that. So my repertoire is the Latin American and, and Iberian art song repertoire. Oh, uh, this guy was a classical singer's manager, agent. So he said, okay, so I think I cannot represent you. You have to go to a world music agent. <laughs> <laughs> I swear it, it happened to me several times. So the world, of course, I cannot go to a world music agent because I'm not doing folk music or what, whatever they call world music, you know? Yeah, and, and thanks God this label, world music, is not anymore around. Yes, thank God. It was a kind of place at, where they put everything they don't understand. Exactly, and that is outside of the axis of the centers of power, so yeah, world music. So that also the, the, the performer faces a challenge because he's opening a, a new path, a new space that is not in the minds of, the, of anybody, so it's hard to program, it's, hard, it's a, opening a new, whole yes. new ground. And for those who have this need of classification, of 
understanding what kind of music is that is more difficult in our case because we mix everything. We don't do only art song, uh, Iberian art song. No, we mix it with popular music, with folk music, with different things that it's more difficult to put in one place. And that's the beauty of the Latin American art song. That is kind of in between because when composers started composing this genre uh, in the moment of musical nationalism, they were looking for identity and same thing happened in Europe. So they they rang from the fountains of the folk music of, of their own country. So the mm -hmm. folk music was many times an inspiration or they did stylizations of these songs, arrangements for the voice and piano, and they also changed the keys. I mean, playing folk songs, they just put it higher. So a classical singer, a singer with the, the training we had, would be able to sing it and arrange it for the piano. That was the instrument associated with the chamber music or the part of music of the time. So folk music and academic or written art music are connected in this. It's a, it's a place, meeting place of this tradition. So it's hard to classificate, but I was in my book about Latin American art song. I explore how just the performance practice, how we use the voice, how we use the body and the context in which we are presenting the song also changes the song from from a place of folk song or an art song. So this is what how Javier Camarena, for example, when he sings uh, Ranchera by Jose Alfredo Jiménez, that he did it on this concert at the Palau, he was singing the Rancheras of Jose Alfredo, that are something that is more popular, could I, we couldn't find. But he did it, he sung it at the Palau with his vocal training, with his and the key that is appropriate for a tenor, so immediately these songs is per are perceived as art songs. Yeah, yeah. And, and when you speak about uh, arrangements, that you take this repertoire, this folk repertoire, and make arrangements to in order to put it on the concert stage. Well, it, it's it's not the only way. Because even in classical music, the very traditional classical music, you have places where improvisation is welcome. Yes. Styles when even in opera or in baroque music, you have places where uh, not everything is written. Thank God! I mean, yes. I think we we lost the style and and have the tools to make the music happen. And when you take uh, a popular song and put it in the concert, in the, 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 the concert stage, you not necessarily must do an, a previous arrangement if the singer and the pianist, both uh, they, they know the style, they have the tools, they can produce that music together at that moment and it will become a, a, a musical moment, singular. A, 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 unique. A, a unique moment. And, and the next time they will do it, another day, another theater, it will be different. But it, 
it will not be less uh, less classical, less beautiful. Less, yes, but in well, in you know, in Brazil, for a long time, in fact, uh, the production of art song and popular song went went hand to hand, to hand, hand, hand in hand. Yeah, uh, the first genre. Of, of popular song in Brazil and the first genre of, of uh, uh, classical song, art song, uh, the modinha that you know mm -hmm. so well, is the same. It's the, the, the same root, the same ori origin. And regarding to the vocal approach of the concert song and the popular song, there was not such a difference until uh, the 40s or the 60s It was common, common uh, uh, for popular singers, for example, to go to study with lyrical singing teachers. To project their voices because there were no amplifications or mics. Yeah, and, but with the technological development that allowed the emergence of, of singing styles like Bossa Nova and the modern songs, the distance between a lyrical singer and a popular singer became a distance between two completely different universes. Yeah. You know, that when you say that, that's very interesting, Lenine, because when Camarena, for example, was singing uh, rancheras, that rancheras that I grew up singing rancheras, I started singing, singing rancheras by Jose Alfredo Jiménez, and Jose Alfredo Jiménez and all the great Uh, ranchera singers and bolero singers of the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, they had these huge voices with these with beautiful technique and projection. They needed that. Mm -hmm. So the, the, in the, the original ranchera is so, um, I mean, all these bolero guys, they sung with huge projections, Javier Solis, or the same um, Jose Alfredo Jimenez who was singing. All these, when they sing uh, rancheras, they sing with no amplifications, with a huge um, orchestra of ranchera orchestra and the mariachi, mm -hmm. who is potent, is strong, so they, their voices have to go over that, I mean, to... to yes. but, so they need technique. But for a bossa nova, for example, or these songs, when you are singing with the with the mic, with very mm -hmm. like this. Yeah, but uh, you know, still talking about performance practice, uh, uh, I think that the the impact of this bossa nova song and modern song and all these different styles, uh, they. They were so important in Brazil, so powerful in Brazil, that the public taste changed in relation to lyrical singers themselves. I don't know if you understand me. You yeah, so that the people started not liking the aesthetic yeah. way, the, the aesthetics. Yeah, the, of the public of lyrical singer in Brazil generally prefers a less placed voice, placed or impostata voice. Uh, uh, when she or he sings sings in Portuguese, uh, a sound that is they prefer a sound that is closer to natural speech. 
especially when it comes to song, when they are singing, opera is different, of course. Yeah, and I agree with it because I honestly, I profoundly dislike when I hear a classical singer singing an art song as if it would be an opera aria. What I mean is with the projection of opera aria, because you need that projection to not to be covered by the by the orchestra, but in a, mm -hmm. in a, in lead in the art song. The most important thing is the word, the poem. So mm -hmm. it's not, and we are constantly as classical singers negotiating between projection and diction. Yes, so, you, you have a, a good word. There's a negotiation because it's a, a balance very difficult to, to, to achieve because, uh, you know, there's this big, for you to see the, the, the problem we have in our hands to solve. We have this huge amount of art song that were composed in Brazil, for example, evoking the old style of mm -hmm. popular, folk, uh, popular and folk uh, singing. Uh, And I think that to master the language, so to, in, to really and properly interpret this repertoire, it's necessary that the modern singer, you and me, know that style of these old singers and listen to the recordings of those who, who, who were the great popular singer, singers. Of, in Brazil, valsas and serestas and samba canção, modinhas, lundus and etc. At, at, at all times. Agree? Yes. But, but nowadays, we have modinhas and samba canção and serestas and they, they are uh, sung for modern singers. And when we go to the, 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 the stage, the concert stage, Uh, we have to do a balance between those things. Yeah, we have to negotiate what is the new way of singing this repertoire. When I sing a song by Villa Lobos or by uh, Camargo Guarniero, yes, I will not sing the same way. They, they use it to be sung in the 40s and the 50s. Because the aesthetics of what a beautiful voice is also changes. changes. Yes, it changes. It changes. But I, it, it's something that I notice. I don't know if I'm right. You, perhaps you can say better than me. Uh, I noticed that this, uh, how do I say that? This, this taste of the public for a more natural voice of the, the, the lyrical singers. When they sing in Portuguese, I, I, I must say, uh, is more strong in Brazil than in, the other, in, in other countries. When I say, when I hear, for example, Joyce Di Donato sing in, in English a song by Duke Ellington mm -hmm. or... Uh, She's using exactly the same technique and the same that exactly same technique. They don't change. Of course, they have taste, they have style, they look for a, a good uh, phrasing. And the, the legato. Yes, and they're approaching the, the, the style more close to the popular, but the technique and the sound is the same. If you, if you do that in Brazil, in some kind of repertoires, it will 
not be accepted. When But for example, if you are singing, a, I mean, for singing certain art songs by Villalobos that are very demanding technically for, for the voice vocal point of view, so you need to use your technique, the projection, your opening, your everything in the same way you do when you are singing a, a Schubert art song or a aria. Yes, it's important to, to, to say that we are speaking about a very specific repertoire because, because uh, in Brazil, for example, we have so many different compositional techniques and styles and genres. We have, we have leader in Brazil. We so have... are we talking about leader or about folk song or about what? No, I, I'm, I, 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 I'm telling you that in the, in the big body of production of song in Brazil, we have so many different mm -hmm. uh, languages that we have also, also leader leader in Portuguese and in German, melody in Portuguese and in French. And we have in Portuguese songs that are atonal songs and modern contemporary songs. Oh, well, but but what, let me... But, 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 but we are speaking here about a very specific repertoire that is this repertoire that is, has his roots more directly Uh, related to the popular and the folk songs. So here I have to make probably a, a distinction because when we are talking about art song or leader, leader can be written using many compositional styles and techniques. Dodecaphonism, atonalism, yeah. uh, rom in a romantic style, neo-romantic, uh, classicism, blah, 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 all the different idiom um, languages, musical languages and styles, but I'm writing a leader. A composition for voice and piano for a classical singer who had been trained for certain more style related, and sound. More related to the tradition of European leader. Yes. Yeah, no, yes, I mean following that, but the fact that is 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 related or connected to the leader art song tradition doesn't uh, impede or. It, It's not against the fact that this leader, because they were written in a different context, historical context and place, etc., they have diff uh, elements from national musics or what we would call folk musics of this particular region. So that's what gives Bra the Brazilian art song or the Colombian art song or the Mexican art song, etc., an identity. And they are connected with the folk tradition. So this, so they are kind of a meeting place of those traditions, but they are art songs. And this is a huge repertoire that exists in all countries of Latin America. Art song. And there is another repertoire that is the um, folk song that is still exists in all these countries and the popular song. So what are we talking about here? Because I'm, it's not clear for me when you are talking Are we talking about leader, the, the art song tradition that is also influenced by all these other musics? But, or, what, or are you talking about people, classical singers singing bossa novas or singing... So are we talking art song? In this moment, we are talking about art song. Okay, so we are talking about... Art song that is 
related to the roots of popular and folk songs, but his art song arranged to the uh, created to the concert uh, stage by classical composers. Yeah. Yes, art songs. So we are talking about art songs. Period. And, and I, I'm I'm saying that even this repertoire they had they they are changing because when I put a, a popular song, a very known. Um, uh, well-known art, uh, popular song at the, on stage. I, it's more understandable to me that the public will like it more if I do it more natural, more, more near from the the speech. But uh, when I am singing a proper art song, even so, uh, the public accepts it better in Brazil if it's more light, more clear, more... But I think it's also more from the beginning of the art song tradition. Art song were born, the leader were born in, in... It was partly on music, in the salons. It was in a small places where people sung with a piano and a voice in, a, in, in the living room of people's houses. So, and the intention was delivering the text with a yes, beautiful voice, etc. They didn't need this huge projection or volume that our opera singer needs to project their voices. So the projection and the performance was completely different. So yeah. originally the art song was intended. You, yeah, I tell you that is a very difficult and... and complicated balance to do because um, the fact that we sing with more voice and more color and more timbre uh, mm -hmm. is, is not only about project the sound. The, this kind of, of um, emission, this kind of singing has an information too, has a sound information Yes, uh, the, yes, the kind of sound that a singer does um, arrives to the listener in a different way. And, of the emotion, and the emotion he feels when he receives the sound is not only because of the poetry or the, the, the words he is uh, understanding or everything. No, it's about the voice itself. It's a, it's a, it's a many factors, but this 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 um, perception in the body or whatever is not just determined by the volume of it. Of course, not all this subtleness. Not, not only, but also because of it. Not only, but also it's a, it's a it's a component as important as the others. Yes, uh, but I mean volume. I, I'm not talking about. Big volume, no, because this is against. I mean, it depends. There are songs by Nepomuceno or by Villa Lobos or by any many, so many that, that needs that volume, that needs this kind of emotion. And, and this so, emotion, but is adapted to each person's voice is, is unique because your volume is different I, than my I, volume. I just uh, pay your attention, call your attention for the fact that sometimes I see. When I go out, I go abroad to give classes, and 
I receive students that have had other other teachers before that tried to to teach them how to sing Brazilian song. And sometimes this balance is completely unbalanced. They arrive singing almost with any voice. Almost with no voice. Almost speaking. Almost without ah, without voice. Using the, the, the material, the, the vocal material they have. And that's an exaggeration of this thing. That's because oh. I'm thinking, I, I'm telling you that this uh, that this concept and it's it's a very difficult concept to balance, to manage, and is something that we have to do, do more, sing more, try more in ourselves and with the students. Mm-hmm. So I think one thing that could be I, I would like the audience to be the singers to have in their minds is that if you are singing an art song like an opera, that's not the way. Like an opera aria, that we are not looking for it. If you are singing an art song, there are other requirements that are I mean the text, delivering the text, all the subtleness and the word and its emotional weight yeah, is associated you with you have a point. But even when you say it's not sung like an opera. I think it's re reductive. Is that this word? Reductive? No, but I mean... I, I say because opera is an universe, an endless universe. Oh, universe. yes, it's true. There are from different uh, yeah, historic then, moments, times. Perhaps we are speaking here like, uh, no, this song, this simple song, this, this song so intimate cannot be interpreted like uh, a verismo aria. Yeah, no, no, yes, like a verismo aria, I wouldn't like to hear any art song. <laughs> yeah, no, because no, that's why I think each case is a case, each situation is a situation. Because I can remember uh, art song, Brazilian art song, that demands a kind of sound and emotion and volume that can be related with that style. That, so we have to see the, the key <laughs> in which is made, um, written, yeah. etc. So the whole, I think, as a conclusion, because our time is finishing. Oh, I have yes. yes. We have to continue in second, in second, in second conversation because the time is finished. Recording. Yes. So. Uh, for them to have is that we have our technique. I mean, that's what I think. We have a technique that allows us to do uh, is a palette of many colors with volumes, with uh, shades, different uh, ways of projecting, presenting, speaking. Uh, so all these things have to be used as a palette of colors to paint a unique painting with each that is painting the emotional weight of each word. And I think what will guide the, the, the interpreter in this way to balance and to create the, uh, the interpretation, the, the, the musical moment, is, uh, are two things. The, the vocabulary he or she has, because the most he knows all the languages, the 
Verismo Arias, the Bel Canto Arias, the, the French Opera, the Zingspiel, and also Duke Ellington, and the uh, Aria Antique. And, and the, the Rancheras, and the Bossa Novas. The most he knows, and he, he understands the style of all these different languages. Uh, he, his or her vocabulary increases and he is more able to present the proper way he wants. Uh, so this is an invitation for, to the singers to hear more music, not only classical music, but expanding their, their like, exposure. In, in to other words, they, they must have the, the tools, they must have the instrument. So I think the, 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 the singer of the art song, all kinds of art song, it must have the instrument prepared, even if he will not sing opera on stage. He must see able. He must be able to sing an opera and to sing a popular song. And to say they have, they have, they have. Paste it both. They must have the the, the, the tools, the muscles, the technique. They are the, the vocabulary the stylistic and language vocabulary and the tools. Yes, so this is an invitation. At the end of the day, we are saying to the, the classical singers, you have to study more <laughs> to, <laughs> to polish your your technique and to be exposed to more music of all styles and all types of music from different countries, of different regions, different... So, because it will make your vocabulary, as Dr. Santos says, bigger. So before saying goodbye, um, I have to say to our listeners, if they are singers, classical singers, and they are interested in learning Latin American and Iberian art song, that there is a summer program in Barcelona every year is dedicated to study the history and interpretation of the Latin American and Iberian art song in Spanish in Brazilian Portuguese and in Catalan. And this is the Barcelona Festival of Song. And registration and in, is in, in open. In its which version? 17th. In 2021, it will be the 17th version of this. So we are not just studying. We are 17 years doing this. So this program is brought to you thanks to the Barcelona Festival of Song. It's also brought to you thanks to the Mundo Arts Publications, a publisher that brings you all this music, the, the cheat music for you to start singing. And it's brought to you thanks to the Center for Iberian and Latin American Music of the University of California. So please subscribe to this podcast. There is a version in I. I, iTunes and Spotify and audio version and the video version on YouTube and if you have questions or things you would like us to talk about we will be waiting for them so Dr. Lenine Santos you have to say goodbye to me today because you were the entrevistador today you were the one who were Put in no, the it tema. was not an interview. It was not an interview. It was a, a this conversation, una charla. So, okay. muchas gracias a Lenine, who is our Brazilian art song expert and my dear, dear, dear friend. 
Lenine, muita, muito obrigada por sua Obrigado, participação. É sempre uma alegria falar contigo. Sim, e vamos fazer mais conversações. Mais... Muitas vezes. E agora, um adiós em português. Bom, tchau para todo mundo. Entrem lá no site do Barcelona Festival of Song e inscrevam-se. Esse ano vamos fazer mais uma vez. E uh, they also can hear Dr. Lenine Santos, your website leninesantos.com.br. Muy bien. Adiós, sí. amigos. Beijo, tchau. Beijo.